Admitting that he might not be the most intelligent person, Najib Razak insisted in court today he wasn't stupid enough to do something so bizarre as transferring money from a Ministry of Finance company to his private accounts. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People versus Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. Najib's SRC International Trial continued on February 3, 2020, after a week-long break for the Chinese New Year. It was also day 73 of his trial. While waiting for proceedings to start this morning, Najib took a seat in the waiting area outside the courtroom, a cup of coffee in his hand. He has this habit of drinking hot coffee through the narrow hollow stirrer like a straw. While waiting, he chatted with his lead counsel, Shafi Abdullah. During the hearing, Prosecutor V. Sitambaram told Judge Naslan he had a few questions left for Najib and was almost done. All of Sitam's questions focused on the 42 million ringgit that was transferred into Najib's account. He stated that Aslin, Najib's former private secretary, was carrying out the former PM's instructions to transfer the money into his Ambank account. This was in anticipation of Najib issuing more checks and to regularize the former PM's accounts. Najib said no. He then accused Najib of instructing Nick Faisal, the former CEO of SRC, to carry out the transfer of money from the company to his private accounts via its subsidiaries. Najib again said no on both points. You had full knowledge of the 42 million ringgit credited in your account as shown by your bank statement. With this knowledge, you proceeded to spend it as you wish, the prosecutor said. I totally disagree, Najib repeated. And that was how the prosecution finished their cross-examination of the former leader. It was now the defense's turn to re-examine Najib. Farhan Reed, one of Najib's many lawyers, picked up on Sitam's line of questioning. The defense lawyer wanted Najib to further clarify the answers that he had given during the cross-examination by the prosecution. Sitam put to you that Nick Faisal was acting on your instructions and you disagreed. Can you explain why? Farhan asked. Simply because I did not give any instructions, the former PM said. He added that there was no evidence and no witness had come forward. Farhan then asked Najib about SRC's first 2 billion ringgit loan from KWAP. If you recall, SRC had written to Najib instead of KWAP asking for a 3.95 billion ringgit loan initially. The prosecution had suggested that the reason was because SRC was looking to speed up the application. In your answer, you said that maybe they were looking for a shortcut. What did you mean? Farhan asked. It didn't mean that I was going to override the investment panel, Najib answered. According to the law, the KWAP investment panel has the last say. I do expect KWAP to decide on the basis of merit. You had then written to Asian Mohammed Noor, the then KWAP CEO. 
Did you see anything wrong in writing to her when SRC was the applicant of the loan? The lawyer asked. Najib said he didn't think there was anything wrong. He said they would still have to go through the requirement as determined by the law. Farhan then asked Najib why he thought KWAP approved the first loan. They must have seen the merit in the proposal. Also, the government guarantee, the former PM answered. The application of the first loan to the cabinet's approval took a mere three days, and you said this was not unusual. Farhan asked Najib to elaborate. There are many instances where cabinet papers are prepared over a short period of time, Najib said. What is important is not how fast it was prepared, but the amount of content for the cabinet to make the appropriate decision. Plus, there was no instruction from me. It was put to you, Farhan said, because of your personal interest. You had ensured that the preparation of the cabinet papers were done with your instruction. Najib disagreed again. There was no specific direction from me to expedite the cabinet papers, he said. After a short coffee break, Farhan moved on to a new topic, the second government guarantee for the second two billion ringgit loan. You do not see it as improper that the government guarantee was approved before a loan application was made? Why is that? Farhan asked. AirSRC was a new company, Najib said. Any additional loan to be approved by any financial institution would certainly demand a government guarantee. I did not think it was unusual in that sense. Najib said the cabinet was aware of this too. The prosecution suggested that you had instructed ASEAN to grant the second loan with the same terms and conditions as the first one. You disagreed with this. Why? Farhan asked. Because I did not give any instructions, Najib reiterated. It's normal for loans to have the same terms. Farhan now referred to one Abdul Aziz's testimony who said that the instructions for early disbursement of the KWAP loan came from Najib. One Abdul Aziz was the former Treasury Secretary General. I asked for an early disbursement, but I did not say that it would preclude the necessary conditions, Najib replied. He said he remembered this categorically. What about the line of reporting? Farhan asked. You've mentioned that the onus was on SRC to report to you. What did you mean by that? Najib said, as PM, he held many responsibilities. If there were matters that needed his attention, the head of companies would inform him. These would only include matters of national interest. It was also suggested that you ought to have recused yourself from cabinet meetings pertaining to SRC. Can you explain why you didn't? Farhan questioned. Najib said SRC was an MOF Inc. company. Ministers in charge of MOF Inc. do not recuse themselves, he said. I do not recall any finance minister having done this before either. In matters that I have recused myself, it was when my family members were involved. We are in charge of the company. We must present to the cabinet. If I recuse myself, who is going to present? It's illogical, the former PM added. 
Farhan then asked Najib about the appointments that he made in the SRC board, which the prosecution suggested were his proxies. Najib said that that wasn't true. I didn't even know them personally, he said. To be a crony, you have to have a personal relationship. That's the definition. The lawyer then focused on the word crony and why he disagreed with the use of that word. The former PM, who had not been able to explain himself during the prosecution's cross-examination, took this opportunity to elaborate why. Ray, tell us what Najib said. He said it was because no witness had come forward to say that he gave instructions to make the transfer. There is no written evidence, Najib said. There is no evidence that 42 million ringgit was offered to me as a bribe. There is no basis that I knew about the 42 million ringgit at all, he said. Thinking logically, I've been in the government for a long time. It's ludicrous for me to take money from an MOF in company to begin with and in some way or some manner put it in my personal account. If I had the criminal mind to cheat, I would have been a stupid person to have done it in this manner. You wouldn't put stolen money into your personal account. Give me credit. I'm not that stupid. I'm not the most intelligent person, but I'm not stupid to do something so bizarre. When I heard about the 42 million ringgit, I was aghast. After lunch, Harvey took over the questioning. He asked Najib about the prosecution's suggestion that Joe Lowe kept Najib's account flush with cash. The former PM said he only found out about Joe's role in managing his account during the trial. Had he known, he wouldn't have endorsed it. Harvey then asked Najib about his bank statements. Ambank relationship manager Joanna Yu had previously testified that his statements were kept in the bank as per Joe's instructions. Did you sign any letter to authorize Joe to deal with the bank? Harvey asked. Najib said no. Then why did they deal with him? The lawyer asked. You'll have to ask you, Najib replied. Harvey got in a few more questions before the end of the day. The trial will continue tomorrow. This podcast was produced, written and mixed by Revati Supramaniam and Yap Pik Kwan. I'm Patrick Teo.